and welcome to episode 12 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women to set their mind to it so that they can achieve their goals. So for today's episode, I wanted to chat about what to do when you're scared. And the kind of overarching theme when I say this is basically if you're scared, that means you should do it. So that's going to be the overarching theme for the episode. Um, I've got some points I'll chat through, but it's going to just be a chatty episode as they all probably are. But my first point I wanted to chat about is that if you're scared, I want you to view it as an opportunity for growth. So for me, this has been my motto that there's been a lot of things coming up in my life that are scary. There's a lot of unknowns at the moment for my future and just things that I've started doing and I see each opportunity if it's something that scares me as an opportunity for growth so I'm trying to view being scared as a chance to lean into it and seeing that obviously that's something that's going to challenge me it's not the easy option which means it's something I should do so this is the main takeaway from for this episode it's like keep this in mind for all of the points but if you're scared use it as a signal to do it don't see fear as a sign that you should stay away from that situation don't use fear as an excuse not to do something instead flip it if you feel scared see it as a chance for growth this whole podcast is about personal development and if you're feeling scared that pretty much guarantees that there's a chance for growth because if you're scared it's probably because it's something that's outside your comfort zone so that means if you do it you're going to have to step outside your comfort zone and that's where growth occurs so that's why this episode is all about if you're feeling scared see it as an opportunity for growth and to further your personal development journey and use it as a sign that that's actually something that you should be doing don't use it as a sign not to do it. Um, if you're listening to this, I'm hoping and expecting that you're probably wanting to grow and evolve and become your best self. And so if you're feeling scared, that's a great sign that you should lean into that um, and use that to your advantage. So for me, some examples um, give you something to think about, I guess. Right now, currently looking at graduating hopefully in about six months time from university trying to figure out where I'll be living there's so many unknowns and one thing with feeling scared is often it's because there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainty as as humans we avoid that we like certainty we like to feel assured and to know what's going to happen to be in control especially if you're a perfectionist which if you've listened to my last episode you might know by now if you are or not If you're relating to this podcast, I suggest you might be as well. Um, But for me, moving, I'm considering moving anywhere that's basically coastal, warmer than where I currently am, which means there's a huge array of options, a huge array of unknowns, and a whole lot of fear that goes along with that because it's like you don't know, you don't get to control, you don't get to choose things. It's scary to leave your friends and your family and the safety and comfort of a hometown that you've been in your whole life so it's scary but there's two options I have in this scenario I can stay in my hometown because it's scary to move away 
and that's comfortable and doable and I can kind of see what jobs are there I know the area well enough I know people who've got jobs in the town I know what that would be like and what that would look like there's less fear it's still going to be a new chapter of my life because hopefully I'll be working as a physiotherapist by then but it would be comfortable and as someone who's wanting to grow and pursue my personal development in all areas of my life if I choose to stay in my hometown that's the easy option whereas if I choose to move somewhere else then that's the harder option there's so much more unknown there's less comfort in having a support network that's easily and readily available in person not that there's not still going to be support networks available and not that I won't make new ones but it's the unknown of not knowing where I'll get a job who will be there if I'll enjoy it how it will all pan out in terms of getting a job finding accommodation just the timeline of making it all work and then uprooting my whole life is a lot scarier than choosing to stay so I can see that is the second option and I can see that there's a lot more to be gained there's a whole lifestyle there's new friends new opportunities and it's all going to push me outside my comfort zone which will cause me to grow I won't be the same person if I move somewhere and pursue this Uh, I've had a friend that's done this and it's an amazing example of she's moved to a different city and has made the best life for herself and of course that would have been super hard and scary at the time but she has grown so much from the experience and I think that's what I want everyone to take away and myself included I haven't done it yet but it's a scary thing but it's such an opportunity for growth and that means it's a good thing so don't see fear as a bad thing see it as a good thing as a sign that you should do what you're scared of because otherwise if you spend your whole life taking that easy option you're not going to grow you're going to stay in that comfort zone and you're never going to get to chase your potential that you're not going to grow and become your best self and I think if you listen to this that's something that you're probably chasing so that's the first point see fear as a chance to grow and then secondly let's break it down a little bit so if you're scared there could be lots of different reasons that you're scared this can be applicable for any situation I'm thinking for myself from the perspective of moving anywhere within the country for work even applying for jobs can be a scary process going for interviews for yourself if you're listening it could be anything it could be maybe you're looking at buying your first house maybe you're doing that by yourself maybe that's terrifying because there's a lot of unknowns you've never done it before if you're doing it by yourself that might be scary you might be applying for a new job Um, you might be asking for a promotion within your job you might be looking to pack up and live the van life You might be doing who knows what. But whatever it is, if it's something that scares you, if it's something that you're thinking about doing, please keep it in mind for this whole episode and relate what I say to that experience that's relevant for you because that's when you'll take so much more from this episode. So if you're scared, I want you to figure out what you're actually afraid of because the likely reality is that you might be scared because you haven't actually broken it down. So break down what you're afraid of. Another example that I've got for myself 
is the, this podcast. I was really scared to start it because it was a terrifying thing. But you can say it's scary, but why? Break it down to what you're actually scared of. So for me with a podcast, I was scared of the fear of judgment. Um, or I had the fear of judgment, I should say. And I was also scared that I would try and it would fail and then I would tie that to my self-worth and mean that make it mean that I wasn't good enough. So fear of judgment and not being good enough were the main things that I was scared of. I wasn't actually scared of the podcast per se because actually doing that is quite separate to what I was actually scared of which comes down to those perfectionist tendencies that I talked about in the last episode. So check that out after this episode if you haven't already. Um... I was a lot more scared about what it would mean, what I would make it mean about um, myself by what others were saying. I wasn't actually scared of producing a podcast per se. I was scared of putting a podcast out there and having people think it wasn't any good or having it fail, which would just confirm my own worst thoughts. So break it down. Figure out the underlying beliefs of what you're scared of. Another example, if I'm thinking of moving across the country, what am I scared of? Am I scared that I'll move and not be able to make friends or not be able to hold down a job there or that I won't like it? You've got to break those things down. For me, I think any of those examples could be true. Um probably one I need to think on a bit more because I haven't done it yet it's a lot more easier in hindsight to go okay that's what I'm actually afraid of Um, I think for me though it's the unknown the not knowing as someone who likes to normally be in control of what's going on the uncertainty um, is definitely the biggest thing that I'm scared of so figure that out for yourself and then my third point is to just bloody do it anyway So even if you figured out what you're actually scared of is a fear of judgment or a fear of failure, um, anything, whatever it might be for you, do it anyway. This all comes back to my first point. It's an opportunity for growth. So lean into that whenever you're scared. And this has been my little motto is do it anyway. Lean into that. Use it as a sign that you should be doing it. Use it as a bit of an indicator. Think of it like life's giving you a sign that that's what you're meant to be doing don't take the easy path that's not what you're here to do if you're scared of something that's a pretty good sign that there's benefit to be gained by doing it there's something that's worth getting at the end of it because if it was something that was easy to do it probably wouldn't be as worthwhile so if there's fear associated with it it's because there's massive challenges but also massive rewards to be gained if you do it so that's the biggest takeaway from this whole episode I could literally leave it here and just be like okay yep point done but I've got some other tips as well of course um but I just want you guys to use that fear so when you're scared so the other thing I probably should point out before I get to the end of the episode is that this episode is from the perspective of what to do when you're scared about something some kind of action that you need to take in your life this isn't from the point of view that if you're in actual danger and you're scared that's a whole different situation in that situation fear serves a purpose 
to get out of there. It's a survival instinct. But in this day and age, a lot of us have a lot of fear around things that aren't actually going to decrease our chance of survival. So fear um, was useful, not so much anymore for day-to-day things. We now are so comfortable being in our comfort zones, but we can use fear now, now that we're not using it to, you know, oh, there's, you know, think back to the cave man days when they would have to see a wild animal out there and use that fear to get away and use all those bodily responses for a fight or flight response. That was useful then, but now we get scared of things that aren't going to injure or harm us. So we can actually use that fear in a different way now. Um, So that's the first point. And secondly, if you do experience anxiety, um, that's different again because that's going to be a medical condition. So that might, this some of this might still apply, but there'd also be more benefit as well, speaking to a therapist and someone to help you work through that because that's probably going to be permeating your everyday, like minute to minute, hour to hour experiences. This might not just be associated with one or two big actions within your life. Um, it's going to be a bit more debilitating and it's going to be harder than just saying do it anyway. So those are my two side notes. Um, If you're actually in danger, don't just do it anyway, like use that as your actual warning signal, but that's very unlikely. And if you do have anxiety or any other conditions that you need help with, speak to someone and get the help. Um, This is more for just general advice, but yeah, that's just a little side note. So my third point was do it anyway. Hopefully by now you've got that. (laughs) And then I want you to, once you've decided that you're going to do it anyway and you're still feeling scared, so you've made a decision, but there's fear, put it in perspective. So by that, I mean, if you're like me and you're a bit of an overthinker, you can use that to your advantage. So figure out for yourself, what's the worst case scenario? And I want you to do this in a calm collected manner don't this will tie into my next point but don't spiral but think about okay let's be you know let's overthink this what's the worst case scenario figure that out and then figure out the likelihood of that happening so I'll give you my example if I move let's say for example I move to Perth or Queensland they're kind of my options at the moment um worst case scenario is I move over there for a job, the job falls through or worst case scenario, I get the job and then get fired and I've already got a house over there or different scenario, move over there for a job, then don't get accommodation, don't get a house over there Um, or I'm over there with a job and a house and I don't make any friends and I hate it and I want to come back and what's the worst case scenario there is that I decide to quit the job and come back anyway or worst case scenario I have to pay more for accommodation or worst case scenario like I'm thinking I'd have to put myself out there to make more friends like it's actually if you think about it the worst case scenario if I do do all that and then don't love the job that's a very high possibility as well well actually it's not a high possibility that's just the that's where you've got to catch yourself out. That's a possibility. Um, but then the worst case scenario from that would be 
to come back come back to the comfort zone come back home but at least I would have tried and I would have had that opportunity for growth put myself out there I will learn things from it even if it doesn't work out so that's the worst case scenario that's one side of it but then if you break this down what's the likelihood for myself or for your own situation that hopefully you're running through your head if you're listening to this what's the actual likelihood that that would happen for me the likelihood that I would hate the job more so than any job I would get in Bendigo or the Victoria region they're going to be pretty much the same like the likelihood of liking the job the likelihood of accommodation not working out pretty much the same as if I stayed in my hometown and tried to move out the likelihood that I get fired from a job pretty damn unlikely given my track record with jobs Um, the likelihood that the job falls through I should have signed a contract so I shouldn't have that happen so if you go okay all these worst case scenarios as an overthinker that you've thought about you've put them all together that they're all going to happen at once that so for me it would be move over job doesn't work out or I hate the job don't have accommodation don't have friends put them all together they're all unlikely to happen individually you put them all together and they're all even less likely to happen so bring it into perspective all the worst case scenarios are super unlikely to actually happen sure there's going to be discomfort while you adjust to this new situation that you've taken on but the likelihood that the worst case scenario actually comes through fruition is very very unlikely for most scenarios whatever it is that's just my example but I'm pretty much 100% positive it will be the same for you that it's very very unlikely that the worst case scenario is the most likely scenario that will happen so play that out because that will actually if you're an overthinker that will give you some reassurance that oh okay I've let my brain go to the worst place but then reel it back in then use your logical brain to be like okay the likelihood of all of those things that I keep thinking and spinning out on is actually not that high so let's do some rational thinking here is the risk of the worst case scenario happening worth it for the benefit that could come from the new opportunities that this situation will present to me most often I would take the bet that it would be worth the risk so that's my next that's that point put it in perspective and then following on from that so you can do this isn't that as an exercise think of the worst case and then the likelihood of that worst case but on the flip side so my next point is don't spiral on the worst case scenario don't constantly let yourself think about what could happen and go down in a downward spiral of fear and anxiousness and worry and stress about it you can have that chance to think about it and rationalize it for yourself to tell your brain to calm the fuck down and stop being stupid about it all but then that's it you leave it at that so don't spiral consistently for days on end instead the solution for that is if you find that you keep going to the worst case scenario not just as a once-off exercise that it's just your go-to state is to focus on the present this is all about mindfulness and helpful in pretty much every area of your life but for this particular example if you focus on the present when you're worrying it's because you're focusing on the future and if you're feeling unhappy it's probably because you're dwelling on the past 
So the way to get out of either of those is to bring yourself back into the present moment. If you're focusing on the present and you're feeling really scared about something, that feeling of being scared is something that hasn't happened yet. And if you can bring yourself back into reality, you'll probably realize that, all right, you're grounded. Like for me right now, I'm in my bedroom. I'm actually safe as can be. And if you give yourself that reality check that you might be really terrified of something, even if, for example, you're going in for a new job, you're doing a job interview, you're putting yourself out there. Or another good example is you might be going on a date, you might be meeting someone for the very first time and you might be really nervous when it comes to meeting new people. But if you bring yourself back to that moment before you walk in for that date, before you go for that job interview, ground yourself, check yourself in your surroundings. Are you safe? Are you in any danger? Is there any actual reason to be scared? Most often there isn't. You might have had a physical response of a racing heart, getting sweaty, feeling really nervous, all of those physical symptoms because you're feeling scared and that's your body's flight or fight response starting to amp up, getting you ready to take flight if you need or to fight if you need. But when you actually ground yourself in the present day moment, regardless of if you're one second from going to say hi to your date or going to introduce yourself to your boss for your interview or you know you're about to jump on the plane to fly across the country for that new job whatever it might be when you ground yourself in the present moment you'll actually realize you're super safe in that present moment there's actually nothing to be scared of everything that you're scared of is in the future and hasn't happened yet and you don't know what the future is going to be it may or may not happen your scenario that you're scared of could come true but it also might not So if you ground yourself in the present, it eliminates the fear in that present moment. So keep that in mind that if you can practice mindfulness, you'll actually be able to decrease the fear. So a lot of my other points so far have been to do it anyway if you're feeling scared, but you can also minimize the fear a little bit so that it's not as debilitating so you can still take action. And the more you do something, like if it is going on a date or applying for jobs because they're both pretty good examples that people actually come across um, in a day-to-day experience if you do it often enough you'll actually find that you kind of condition yourself to the fear it's not as intense because you learn oh that wasn't so bad you might go in meet that guy or girl on that date and then find out oh that was actually not such a bad experience. The date might have been good, it might have been bad, but you might have been just proud of yourself for doing it even though you were shit scared. Same with the job interview. You might get the job or you might not. You might have to go for 10 more job interviews or 20 more. But you can go, oh, that wasn't as bad. All that anticipation and fear leading up to that experience wasn't as bad as the experience itself. The worst part of that is often the fearful state that you put yourself in leading up to it. And then it's completely wasn't worth the build up and all the stress and anxiety that you cause yourself. So sometimes by putting yourself in these situations, conditioning your brain to learn that, oh, it's not actually that bad, it will make it easier in the future to do these things. So you'll not be as scared in the future. Um, But yeah, 
that's just a little reminder to focus on the present to ground yourself and bring that fear level down until you do start to condition yourself and get used to putting yourself in situations that do make you scared without being completely debilitated by the fear and then on that that leads nicely into my next point is to actually leverage the fear to your advantage so I've told you how you can try to reduce the fear so that you can actually function because for some people it can be really debilitating to be shit scared um the other side of this is though leverage the fear so I've already told you that I want you to use the fear as a sign to do something that it's a good thing it's a sign that you're on the right path um but you can actually use the physical sensation of the fear um as a form of use it as the energy the drive and the motivation to power you forwards when you're feeling fearful there's usually some physical signs like I was mentioning the heart racing maybe you're getting hot and sweaty and clammy um you might feel a little bit shaky weak muscles all of these are physical presentations of the emotion of fear but you can use that because that's quite similar to maybe if you're getting maybe not quite but I was going to say excited some of those things that I don't think you'd get maybe sweaty and um that if you're excited but it is a similar physical response to if you're excited for something like you're really amped up your heart's going fast you're keen to do something you're really looking forward to it you're excited in a really good state it's similar in a way to fear because both of them you're amped up ready to go but one's got a much more positive connotation compared to a very negative connotation with the fear so if you can use this and flip it a little bit to be like all right I'm fearful but I'm going to use it another example that I haven't mentioned yet but is probably a great one for a lot of people is public speaking so if you're about to go on stage or present to someone it might be work or you know a class of you know students or your uni mates whatever it might be and you have a fear of public speaking and you're terrified before going out there you're getting all clammy sweaty you could think of so many other places you'd rather be try to leverage that fear and be like okay I'm excited this is what I want to do you might have to lie to yourself say okay this is I want to do this I want to be here I want to be in this present moment I'm stoked I cannot wait to go out there these might all be lies like if you're terrified of public speaking those probably are not the thoughts you're having but try to amp yourself up because you're already in a physiological state where you're feeling these emotions and you've got a physical presentation of the fear you're trying to flip that into excitement so changing the thoughts and the words that you're using because you're already presenting with those I guess it's almost like symptoms of fear try to change them as all right I'm energized rather than being I'm fearful I'm energized I'm gonna go out there because when you're fearful you've got energy it's not like you're sitting back slumped relaxed you've got energy pent up in your body you've got a bit of adrenaline rushing around because it's that fight or flight response so there is actual physical changes that you can use to then get out there and do it anyway and smash it out of the ballpark but you've got to change the words which means you leverage the fear so start to use that physiological response to your advantage So hopefully you can kind of imagine that. If you haven't done it, it's going to be a little bit hard to kind of go, well, 
you can say that but it's not actually going to work but if you can start talking yourself to yourself from a positive place of I'm excited I can't wait to do this even if you're feeling like physically feeling scared you might be able to change those words to make it not so unpleasant you'll still have the racing heart the sweaty hands all of that but you might be able to use that to drive you forwards to get out there and go out and actually go out in a really high vibe kind of place high energy levels um so try that next time you're really scared for something so maybe that's that first date with someone that you've never met before maybe it's a public speaking maybe it's a job interview something that really scares you try to think of it in a more positive way so leverage that fear and then my next point is a bit of a different one to some of these others but bear with me it's to recognize that the fear is not you so in saying this it's kind of recognizing that you're feeling fearful you are not a fearful person so it's a very minor difference this is probably more to do with mindset work than anything else but it's just kind of a way to distance yourself from the fear so when you're feeling scared it can be all-consuming you're so scared to take action um and you've just got to try and recognize that it's an emotion you are not a fearful you're not a scared person it's like in the world of i don't know not health but just i'll just give you the example of um i don't know maybe it is the world of health i'm trying to think of the word for it now but anyways um when you're talking about someone who has autism you don't say they are an autistic person people used to do that but you say they are a person with autism because you're trying to recognize that they aren't their condition that condition is something they have they are not it same with um down syndromes you don't say uh, say they are a down syndromes person they are a person with down syndrome so hopefully with these examples you can kind of see what i'm getting at with the fear you're not saying you're a fearful person you are a person who has fear so same as those conditions those conditions do not define that person they are just something that they have um you can use your fear the same way you can say i'm a person who has some fear but as soon as you say that you're a fearful person that's a whole identity shift and with the examples of those conditions it's been viewed more recently as a very negative thing to say that that person is their condition because it's very limiting to them as a person to say that that's all that they are so same thing with the fear if you become someone who identifies as a fearful person it's very um limiting to yourself so think of it as something separate to you don't make it you so that's what the point is about recognize that the fear is not you it's an external thing it's an emotion you are not your emotions you feel them but you are not them so this might be a bit <laughs> a bit woohoo kind of mindset stuff but hopefully you can kind of go oh yeah i get that like that's something i need to work on or consider or maybe it makes perfect sense to you maybe you go oh yeah of course i'm not my emotion but whichever way wherever you are in your personal development journey hopefully that's just a good reminder that you are not your fear you might have fear but you don't have to let it define you so it doesn't have to stop you from taking action um because there's more power in that once you realize that you're not your fear 
then you get to choose how you let it affect you because you're in control of it then. So it's just a much more powerful, positive place to come from. So try that when you next feel a little bit fearful or scared to do something. Recognize that it's not you. And then my next point is, I think I've just skipped one, so we'll go back up to it. Normalize and expect fear. So a lot of these points have been about using your fear, what to do to make it not so bad or how you can use it. Regardless of where you're at in experiencing your fear, if you've managed to master it or if you've got a long way to go with controlling it before you go and do something, regardless of that, just normalize it. Make it part of the process of whenever you take action that steps outside your comfort zone, expect there to be fear. Expect to be scared shitless, but to do it anyway. This is a super empowering place to come from. And this will really help you to do it anyway, which is one of the main points. Because if you expect it to be part of the process, then you aren't going to be thrown. You aren't going to be stopped in your tracks. Sorry, When you do start to feel it, you'll be like, oh, great, this is part of the process. This means I'm taking action or about to take action. It means I'm on the right track. It means there's probably some growth waiting to happen. So that's great. Um... And if you're expecting it, it's not going to throw you when it happens. You're like, okay, no worries. It still feels crap. It's not a positive emotion for most people. If it is, I doubt that you're feeling the same emotion as the rest of us are when we say we're feeling scared. But maybe you've learned to turn fear into exhilaration. Because a lot of people, for example, with like skydiving or a lot of those adrenaline-seeking activities like bungee jumping, um, hang gliding, like any of that real adventurous kind of stuff tends to be something that people still have fear about but people who go and seek that and do it again and again have either turned it into a different feeling they find maybe they're still scared but they get a feeling of exhilaration at the same time or afterwards or they do it because they feel so damn good afterwards because of that rush of adrenaline which is probably pretty similar to how people describe exhilaration as feeling but then they've also conditioned themselves so if they're doing it you know more than once or even just that first time a lot of people know to expect with like skydiving for example everyone expects to feel scared it's not expected that on your first time skydiving you're not going to feel scared they're like oh get up there you'll be fine most people are nervous as and that's pretty much a universal experience for most people that's a scary experience but it's normal we all expect it if you're going skydiving we don't expect you to not be nervous so we just have that as part of the experience and we don't well I haven't actually skydived but a lot of people don't go oh well I feel scared so then I'm never going to do it. Most people go, well, I know I'm going to be scared when I'm up there, but I'm going to get up there and do it because it's an amazing experience that I've heard a lot of people have done and say it's so worth it. And it's just such an accepted part of the process that we don't second guess it. We don't make it mean that we're not going to do that activity. For me personally, it's actually not an activity that I want to do anytime soon. Maybe it should be because it might be one of those things, according to this episode, that I should do to use it as a growth opportunity. But I know so many people just expect fear for skydiving to be part of the process. Or even like I was saying for the examples of like public speaking or going on a date. A lot of people might know that 
they get really scared before their first date with someone but they might be someone who's gotten good at going on dates and they just normalize that fear before going to meet someone because the fear might be that they might not have things to talk about or they might not you know like the person or might not have a good time whatever it might be they just normalize it and then that makes it a little bit easier to just do it anyway it makes fear less debilitating so that's that point there normalize your fear and expect it and then getting towards the end here we've got two more nine I didn't realize that I had think that's the first one I've numbered but in my count this is number nine don't aim to be fearless so a good little definition here that's useful for you guys to know I think it's one that once I heard I was like oh wow that's so interesting I haven't really thought about it Brene Brown has a really good definition but I've just gone and actually found the definition that was on one of the dictionary (laughs) sites online but this is that courage which is a trait that most of us find pretty admirable and desirable to have courage is the ability to do something that frightens oneself so this point is all about don't aim to be fearless because that's not the goal that's not actually realistic if you're wanting to be a courageous person who takes action because I think this whole episode boils down to if you're wanting to take action learning how to do it with or without fear but I'm telling you don't aim to have no fear when you're taking action that scares you I'm telling you that if you can take action in the face of fear it actually makes you courageous courageous people brave people in like you think about you know his the stories in literature or whatever it might be in history about you know someone going and fighting a lion in um, some arena back in the Roman times <laughs> that person who was fighting that lion would have been still scared they were facing a lion but they did it anyway and they were like praised for being courageous and so brave it wasn't because that person did it with no fear they did it in spite of their fear so whenever there's something that you're scared to do it do do it anyway think the courageous thing is to take action when you're feeling scared don't wait to not feel scared because one might not happen and two that's not courageous once you're not scared that's not the courageous course of action so if you're someone who would love to be a courageous person then what you need to do is take action even when you are scared because that is the definition of courage so that's just something to think on because when I read Brene Brown had it broken down um, a little bit differently but when I read her definition of courage which was basically that I was like oh wow that's actually fantastic because that means you don't have to have no fear to be a courageous person that makes it a lot more achievable um, for every person to have courage in their day-to-day life you don't have to wait to not be scared the people that are scared are the courageous ones so I just thought that was a really nice point to share so don't aim to be fearless but aim to take action anyway and then my very last point to wrap it up is to share your fear so if you've gone through all my other steps 
um, in no particular order. They were all just little things I stumbled across or thought might be useful tips. But if you've done all of that, embraced your fear, decided to take action anyway, thought of your worst case scenario and the likelihood of that, and you're focusing on the present, all of those things, if you've done all of that, then share your fear with others because the best thing you can do is have a support network for yourself. So talk to people, get support and often once you start to name your fear, put words to it, explain the things that you're actually scared of. So that was part of breaking down the fear and what you're actually afraid of. You'll find it's a lot easier to potentially then take action when you feel like you've got support you know that no matter what happens there's people in your corner backing you regardless of the outcome sometimes part of that might be breaking it down it's actually helped you go oh what the heck was I thinking that's not so bad maybe it's making the first move when you're there's someone that you like and you decide yeah I'm gonna make the first move even though that's not something you normally do but you still aren't ready to do it so you tell your friends and then you've got that support, they've backed you up and you're ready to then make that move, take that action. That might be the final thing that pushes you over the edge because you've got support. It might be that little bit of extra security, people telling you, like ideally you should be able to tell yourself that, you know, you've got this, you're good enough, no matter what happens, if it fails, if you get judged, it doesn't matter do it anyway you should be able to tell yourself that but sometimes it can be nice and reassuring to hear it from others and there's nothing wrong with having a well it's the ideal thing to have a strong support network so utilize it even if you are trying to be independent and work on your mindset and do all that positive self-talk and be able to be your own form of validation it can be nice to have other people backing you up and being your cheerleaders too as long as you're being your own cheerleader so as long as you're not beating yourself down and having other people do that external validation for you as long as you're doing the validation for yourself backing yourself and then getting others to back yourself then you are in a really strong position to move forward and take action because you've just widened it from one person yourself backing you in to do that you know big move or to nail that public speech that you have to do whatever it might be you've now gone you've gotten to the point where you've worked through all these tips that I've shared or maybe you've got your own tips that you work through but you've done all of this on your own to then go and share it with other people is then when you can go all right I've got this because you've got such strong beliefs from yourself and others that it's just yeah like I've said for some other points it's an empowering place to come from when you feel that you've done everything you can on your end and you've got other people that believe you and back you in to do it as well Um, because even then if it doesn't go well so you take whatever action it is then you can go back to them and be like oh my god I did that let's go with public speaking I did that speech it was horrendous and this is actually kind of an example that Brene Brown has in one of her books she does lots of public speaking obviously um, if you know her at all and she shares a story where a speech went terribly she had a terrible experience with um, getting no good feedback from the audience and just yeah having a really terrible experience and then she shares it with her sister afterwards because beforehand her sister I think knew about her going to do this speech and so then afterwards when it doesn't go so well she had someone to fall back on and that's all that's a whole different talk about vulnerability and 
you know, shame spiraling and naming it so that you don't go into a shame spiral. But basically, if you've shared your fear beforehand, if it doesn't go so well, you've got people there that can back you and, you know, kind of go, hey, let's talk it out. It maybe wasn't that bad. Or even if it was, that's okay. Good on you for doing it. So you can share with people after the fact then as well, if you've shared beforehand. So it kind of just gives you that support network the whole way through the process before you've taken action. And then also after gives you that little safety net to talk it out afterwards and hopefully you don't have to because hopefully the fear was unfounded and it's turned out great for you but even sometimes that's not always going to be the case so if it doesn't go as great as expected and you need to then debrief you've shared your fear you've got a support network so utilize that and then I think that about wraps up the episode so that ended up being 10 points again seems to be in my number 10 tips or so but yeah, that was 10 tips for what to do when you're scared. This is definitely something I've been working on tons and like anything, I've still got a long way to go, but I think hopefully this has helped you guys and it's stuff that I'm going to keep on working on, but I hope that from this episode you've taken away that even if you're scared, do it anyway. That's pretty much all I wanted to say in a 45 minute episode. That is the one thing that I want you to leave with that use fear to guide you see it as a good thing see it as a bit of a guidance that you're on the right path so hopefully now you walk away and whatever you're scared of doing you might go and take action towards it I really hope you do and I hope you found this episode helpful if you have enjoyed it I would really appreciate it if you would leave the podcast a review on whatever you're listening on if it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you can give the podcast a review hit five stars if you've enjoyed it and if you've got a chance to write a review that would be amazing I'm also on Instagram if you want to go give me a follow at setyourmindfoot underscore so that you can see some of my posts that I share there with some little tips and quotes to keep you inspired in between episodes and to keep up to date with when the episodes come out so I'll hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll chat to you guys next week Bye.